I live in Dubai and I experienced an extreme Karen situation where a security guard saved the Karen's daughter and the Karen just completely lost it on us because of her bigoted views. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. I stay in a big apartment complex and we have a rotation of security guards. I've been in this complex for a while and know most of the guards, a majority of whom are of African nationality. Anyway, the Karen steps out of the lift, the elevator, and goes to talk to the reception. Karen's daughter runs off and out of the building. I'm about to tell Karen that her daughter is out of the building when I see Karen's daughter rushing to the road where cars are going super fast. The security guard on duty jumps out, grabs Karen's daughter, and pulls her back from the road and then brings her back to the building. I witnessed the whole thing. Karen comes running out of the building and starts screaming that the security guard is a P word, the one that ends with a file, and how dare he touch her daughter like that. She starts saying all sorts of stuff, accusing him of being an R word and threatening to have him hung, drawn, and quartered. The poor security guard looks like he wants to curl up and die. I stepped in and I told the Karen what actually happened and the security guard probably saved Karen's daughter. Karen then rounds on me. I'm South Asian and starts claiming that I'm in league with the security guard and accuses me of being a P-word too. The receptionist comes out, a Filipina, and Karen screams that she wants to speak to someone in charge. She yells that she wants me and the security guard off the property immediately as we are P-words, eyeing her daughter. At this point, I lost my temper and I call the police. Karen kept screaming at us and told me, the police eventually show up and the first thing they do is look at the CCTV footage where it is totally clear that the security guard saved Karen's daughter's life. I gave a statement to the police about all the awful things Karen was screaming about me and the security guard. Through the CCTV footage, they can see Karen yelling, but they can't hear the words. Once Karen saw the footage, she got very quiet and then denied that she ever said any of those things. Thankfully, the receptionist took a recording halfway through Karen's rants and you can clearly hear all the awful things things she was saying. Then Karen totally changed her tune and started crying, saying that seeing her daughter in danger, she lost her mind and started apologizing. I told the security guard that he would be well within his rights to file a complaint. I certainly told Karen that I told the police in my statement that I want to file a complaint against her for defamation and anything else the police come up with. She cried harder and the police officer encouraged me to settle the matter and the security guard caved and dropped the matter. I said that I would think about it. This all happened about a week ago. A day or so after the incident, I went to the police and filed a complaint for defamation and harassment. I guess Karen got a notification about it because she came to my apartment. She asked to come in, but I didn't trust her to claim something happened because we were alone inside. So I said I didn't want to speak to her alone and she should speak to the police. And then I shut the door. She started yelling that I needed to take back the complaint and started banging on my door. And I called security who eventually led her away. My neighbor in the apartment next door is witness to this entire scene. But then the Karen's husband came by and he explained that she's under a lot of stress because she lost both of her parents to COVID during the pandemic. He also begged me to drop the complaint. But even the police are recommending that I settle. So I'm looking to you for advice. Should I settle? Should I drop the case? What should I do? Before you decide, there's an update. Her husband just came knocking again. I told him it's 3 a.m. and I have work tomorrow. He 
he apologized but said that they cannot sleep because they're so stressed out because of the police complaint and that they truly want to settle this and that she's very sorry. I asked him if he and his wife have apologized to the security guard and thanked him for saving their daughter's life. He didn't say anything, which I interpreted as a no. I told him not to come to my flat again and that I have no intention to settle. Whether she gets fined, deported, or imprisoned, she deserves it for being racist. He then started crying and saying that they're good people and that his wife is not a racist. She made a mistake and he has no words to justify it, but she's not been the same since her parents died and he doesn't know how to fix it. I basically herded him out of my flat and closed the door. Crazy stuff, but now I feel really bad. There's actually another update. Thanks everyone for your kind words and support. I thought a lot about what to do today and decided to go ahead with the complaint for now. A good friend of mine is a criminal lawyer and I called him and explained the whole thing. He's agreed to take on the case at cost. He's added more complaints for assault and intimidation. He's also told the police not to contact me, but only him. This way, the police can't pressure me to settle. I also had another friend help me install a new camera near my door so I have evidence if they come back again. I spoke to the landlord's office because I wanted permission to install the camera. The landlord's company president called me and once I told him my claim is going ahead, he said he will give me permission to install the camera. He also assured me that if I wanted, they would evict Karen and her family. Apparently, what she's done with me wasn't her first incident. She's had issues with the landlord's staff and has verbally insulted building cleaners and gardeners and tried to get people fired. I told the landlord they can do whatever they want, but I don't want to be the cause of someone losing their home. So I'm not sure if the landlord will go on to evict, but with the complaints against her and now a criminal case, the landlord may have cause. Lastly, I spoke to my lawyer tonight who said that in most cases there might only be a fine, but in some cases all that happens is that someone uses bad language or shows the middle finger. But in this case, it was constant. And then she lied and came to my home and tried to intimidate me. There's a strong chance here that she might get some, a month max of jail time, but that's up to the judge. In the meantime, she can't travel and she's stuck in the country until the case is resolved. I spoke to the security guard today and I told him that if he changed his mind and wanted to file a complaint, I would support him and pay for my lawyer to represent his case. But he still didn't want to go down that path, which is fine. I also thanked him for his bravery since he likely saved Karen's daughter's life and deserves to be praised. And that's that. Now there's nothing more for me to do but wait. It may take several months, but it doesn't affect me. So am I the jerk for going through with my decision? I know a lot of you guys are already thinking this, but just the fact that they keep coming to the original poster's house over and over again, demanding to drop the complaint when they still haven't even spoken to the security guard who saved their daughter's life says a lot about how they perceive the situation. It feels like one of those type of situations where they're not really sorry, they're sorry they got caught. But in this case, it's not that they got caught, it's that they're more worried about the complaint not being dropped than actually resolving the situation with those involved. And I think that's a big part of the reason why the original poster is not going to drop the case and is going to pursue it. I know in Dubai there are probably different cultural norms and even different types of laws, but up until a certain point I actually thought that the Karen was originally from Dubai, but later on in one of the updates, the original poster actually says the single word deported, which makes me think that the Karen is not originally from Dubai. So things that fly other places may not fly as easily over there. Not that anyone wants to deal with this type of behavior, but it probably seems a lot more shocking if it's not something that you normally would see. And I'm of course referring to the line where the original poster says whether she gets fined, deported, or imprisoned, she deserves it. So let me know your take on this whole situation down below and jerk or not a jerk and why for going through with it. Am I the jerk for not wanting to name my daughter after my 
my husband's deceased wife and daughter. I'm a 30-year-old female and my husband John is 32. We got married two years ago. I'm John's second wife. His first wife, Isabel, died nine years ago in a car accident driving to an appointment. At the time, she was seven months pregnant with a baby girl who they planned to name Rose. Rose also passed in the accident. John wasn't in the accident, but he blamed himself for their deaths since he was working and he couldn't get time off to drive Isabel. Obviously, this was very traumatic and he had to go to therapy for a long time to recover. He still talks about Isabel sometimes and has a picture of her in the house. Five months ago, I found out that I was pregnant. It wasn't planned, but John and I were still extremely happy. A few days ago, I went to the ultrasound appointment and it was revealed that we're having a girl. For the past few days, we've been throwing baby name suggestions around. However, he came to me this morning and he said he finally knew what our daughter's name would be. Isabel as a first name and Rose as a middle name. I was taken aback for obvious reasons and asked him why. He looked at me weird and said that it was to honor his late wife and daughter. This was surprising to me since we've talked about having kids before and he's never mentioned wanting to name our kids after Isabel or Rose. I told him that I wasn't comfortable naming our child Isabel Rose since it would feel like we were trying to replace them. He kept trying to convince me and said that it would be like his late family could live again through our daughter. But I just want our daughter to be her own person and not feel like she's growing up in the shadow of two deceased people. John got mad and accused me of trying to force him to act like Isabel and Rose never existed. I said that wasn't true and that we would still talk about them and remember them with our daughter. But he said the best way to remember them would be to name our daughter after them. He also called me a hypocrite because I suggested my sister's name. My sister is still alive as a middle name. I said that was different because our child would still have her own unique first name. And I only suggested it because my sister is planning on being a loving aunt. Finally, he called me disrespectful of the dead and that he wasn't going to change his mind. He went to our room and hasn't come out. I consulted my family and friends and while most of them agree that I'm not the jerk, a couple of them are saying that John is grieving and I should just let him name this kid and I can name the next one. One friend who's a therapist even said that this is John's attempt to ease his guilty conscience and that refusing the name could make him spiral into self-loathing. I've started to get Facebook messages from people I'm assuming are Isabel's family. John most likely told them about the situation and they're begging me to name my daughter after Isabel because they want another way to memorialize her. I hate to disappoint her family since they're grieving too, but I still don't want to. Am I being selfish? Am I the jerk? Before you decide, there's an update from the future. Thank you for all the supportive comments. Even though I haven't replied to them, I've seen them and I appreciate everyone trying to give me good advice and help me. I just want to answer a few questions here so everyone knows and my sister who uses Reddit a lot said that people often edit their posts. So here it goes. Number one, John hasn't ever really reacted this way to our disagreements. We've always talked them out. So that's why I was really blindsided by him just giving me the silent treatment. Number two, I think I have some similarities to Isabel, but I never really thought about it. We both have the same hair and eye color and we're about the same height, but our faces are completely different. And lastly, number three, the therapist friend is a friend of both of us and she wasn't John's therapist. So knowing everything you know, am I the jerk for not wanting to name my daughter after my husband's deceased wife and daughter? It seems like the wife here, the original poster, is trying to be as accommodating as possible, but this is just the one thing that she can't go through with and I understand that. The line in the post where she says, he kept trying to convince me and said that it would be like his late family could live again through 
our daughter says a lot about how the husband sees this whole situation. And that doesn't really seem like healing or a healthy way to deal with it. It seems like it's some sort of symbolic resurrection. It does seem like the wife, the OP here, has a lot of respect for Isabel and Rose, but she just wants to have her own life with her own children, not have them be a memorial to a woman who I'm assuming she didn't even know. On the flip side, it feels like this is kind of an ultimatum because she's being told that this is John's attempt to ease his guilty conscience and that refusing the name could make him spiral into self-loathing. So they're putting a lot of pressure on her to go through and name the kid this. If you were in this situation, would you name your first child after your partner's deceased spouse? Let me know down below and jerk or not a jerk and why. Am I the jerk for getting upset and telling my dad that his girlfriend didn't buy me a Starbucks drink? I'm a 17-year-old female and I've been living with my 45-year-old dad and his girlfriend of two years, who's 33, and her daughter, who's 13, for a couple of months now, while my mom, who's 40, is visiting my grandfather in Sweden. I've only ever stayed at my dad's on weekends, so it's been kind of hard getting used to living with his girlfriend and her kid full-time. The kid is super whiny and pretty spoiled because his girlfriend dotes on her, so I usually just stay in my room. Today, my dad's girlfriend was taking her daughter on a special outing because she passed a math test, and my dad suggested that I go with them for a girl's day out. I wanted to say no, but I knew that he wanted me to get to know his girlfriend and his girlfriend's daughter, so I better agree. He gave his girlfriend $300 to spend during the outing. We spent the day going in and out of stores that the daughter liked in the mall complex. The girlfriend ended up buying her a ton of clothes, makeup, and other stuff I don't remember. On our way back home, the girlfriend stopped at Starbucks because her daughter wanted a drink and some cake pops. She ordered a drink for her and her daughter and two cake pops. I asked her if I could get something and she said that she ran out of money and that she'd get me something next time. When they got their order, I asked if I could have one of the cake pops and the girlfriend said that it was her daughter's treat for hard work and it would be wrong for me to take one since I, quote, didn't do anything that deserved to be rewarded. I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty upset. When we got back home, my dad saw their drinks and asked where mine was. I told him that I wasn't allowed to get one because I don't deserve it. His girlfriend got upset and said that I was twisting her words and the daughter just said I was being greedy and was jealous of her. I know I'm not entitled to a drink or a cake pop, but I also don't think it's wrong to be a little annoyed. So, am I the jerk? Something funny is going on with the girlfriend here. How does she get $300 for all three of them to spend and enjoy the day together and then she runs out of money at the end just before she can pay for the original poster's drink? But yet, her daughter was able to get a drink and the cake pops. I mean, in a situation like that, you already got $300 for free. Why not just pay for the extra drink out of your own pocket? Clearly, the dad gave the $300 to be used for all three of them. And up to this point, the original poster hasn't gotten anything. Meanwhile, the other two, the girlfriend and the girlfriend's daughter, have been shopping and getting all kinds of stuff. It just seems kind of vindictive because if she wanted to get the original poster here, the drink, she would have. So I'm glad it backfired on her when they went home and the dad asked, where's your drink? But if you've ever been in a situation like this, feel free to submit your stories via the link down below in the description. But for this one, let me know, jerk or not a jerk and why? Am I the jerk for giving my dad his money back in front of his other kids and telling him he was no longer welcome at my graduation? My graduation ceremony is being held next week. My dad had given me some money in advance to pay for the party. I live mostly with my mom, but they were supposed to be hosting the event together. My dad and I have a rocky relationship. After my parents divorced when I was four, they split custody of me and he was able to stay a good dad. When I was 10, he met Jane. Jane had three kids, twins and a single kid. They got married when I was 12, but I would say even before that, I felt like he prioritized 
prioritized her kids over me a lot. He would cancel plans with me if they wanted to do something and would either do the thing with them or force me to go and say it was even better than our plans when for me it wasn't. Think going for a hike with me versus taking them to an indoor play area or seeing a movie with me versus the kiddie park. One more example I have is when I was given a ticket for a concert my dad and I both loved. He was supposed to buy a ticket to come with me for some father-son time but actually spent it on his youngest stepkid who wanted their room painted. He told me at the last minute and it hurt. There are other times stuff like this happened. He didn't show up at the hospital when I broke my arm because one stepkid was getting their tonsils out and wanted both him and his wife there. He told my mom over the phone to tell me he was proud of me for being brave and understanding even though I never said that. When I would bring this stuff up to him he'd tell me that it was natural to feel jealous of sharing his attention. That's all he would say. In 2019 he told my mom he would split the cost of a trip I wanted to go on with one of my clubs because she didn't have the money all by herself. My mom had her half saved. We told my dad he needed to pay. He said bills were tight and it was the twins birthday and the money needed to go on to be used for something for them. He told me we could do something as a family when the trip happened instead. I told him just to forget it that he was making it clear who was more important and I was going to stay with my mom where I actually mattered. My mom borrowed money to cover the other half of the trip. My dad told me he regretted making me feel less important and we were working on things and then the graduation money was given about a month ago. Then a week ago he called and told me how one of the stepkids was being bullied, how bad of a time they're having with it and with that money they could help cheer them up for their birthday. I was pissed. I hung up. Then two days later I showed up at his doorstep, gave him the money and I told him I didn't want to see him or his new family at my graduation and that he had chosen who was more important so he had better stay out of my life. His stepkids and two younger bio kids were there. I didn't stick around. He called and told me we needed to talk it out like adults and that I had hurt the kids feelings. His wife freaked out on me so I blocked her. Am I the jerk? The thing here is that the dad isn't just choosing the other kids in one situation. It seems like he chooses the other kids in every situation. I mean why even make all these promises if he's just going to break them and make it worse than if he never made the promise to begin with. As a kid you're powerless. You're kind of at the mercy of whatever your parents put you through. So this dad should know better than to put this kid through this. Let me know how you would handle the situation down below and jerk or not a jerk and why. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you guys next time.